Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Whole new day and a whole new time of BS. You gotta love it, folks. You gotta love it. It's V the Grill Economist, and uh, thank you again. I want to support. Thank you for supporting uh, this Patreon channel right here that I have and uh, supporting me through these years. Uh, we are growing, and I want to thank all of you for being part of that growth and the uh, upcoming changes that are ahead. Some revolutionary changes. Where it just takes some time. It takes some time to put all this stuff together because we are doing it uh, with a uh, not much of a staff. You know, not much of a staff and a shoestring budget. But we're getting it done. We're getting it done. Anyway, guys, lots of things to talk about. Lots of things to muse about. Uh, if you haven't heard so, uh, I will tell you this. Something that we all knew. Uh, recent cache of weapons have been found in northern Syria. Take a guess when they started looking into the serial numbers of these weapons. I mean, this is how dumb the deep state is. Do you remember the good old deep state? The deep state back in the days that, that you, you know, would be able to actually foment revolutions and get away with it. You remember that deep state? The deep state that was able to work asymmetrically to take down the Soviet Union. You remember those guys? Those guys are pros. I'm talking about the kind of deep state that, you know, was able to assassinate a president and get away from it. The kind of deep state that uh, was able to create a bay of pigs, so to speak, and all sort of crises. The kind of deep state that put Reagan in check. When he was shot by Hinckley. Right? That kind of deep state. The kind of deep state that made Eisenhower worried and Woodrow Wilson live in fear. The kind of deep state that Nixon even warned about. Those guys. Whatever happened to those guys? Right? Those guys were pretty smart. <laughs> I mean, those guys were very, very effective. What we have today are the idiots. What we have today are morons. What we have today in the modern deep state is you got these old idiots, uh, you have the morons, and anyone with any sort of modicum of talent are, have been long retired and or dead. What do I mean by that? Well, this cache of weapons, let's draw our attention back to that real quick. This cache of weapons found in northern Syria, and now they're finding weapons in Yemen, and what they're finding is... That it was indeed American supplied. How do we know that? Well, the serial numbers are still there. Folks, this is how we know that idiots are running the show. Because on the streets, you go to any inner city, whether it's in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, you name it. Gang banger lesson number 101. Gang banging lesson number 101 is you always file the serial numbers on your gun. You strip the serial numbers. That's that's gangster lesson number one. That's drug dealer school 101 right there. Do not leave any markers, any numbers on your weapon, on your piece. But yet, the idiots that are doing it in the quote-unquote deep state, <laughs> at this point the idiot state, they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. And I always wonder, 
I always wonder, when is this going to stop? At what point does the narrative fall apart? At what point, I mean, what is the real paradigm that we're living in? What is the real narrative? Is it the white hats, the good guys, that are riding and rushing to save the day? Maybe. Maybe. Is it the black hats that are still in control, that still are creating havoc all throughout the world? And they are, um, maybe as a ruse, maybe as a ruse to the rest of us, appearing to play a role that they are defeated? Or is it just a back and forth battle between two factions and an empire that is dying? And I'm thinking to myself, that is probably the most plausible scenario. It's probably scenario number three. We are basically an empire that's falling apart and dying. We're a fractured power. And just like the four generals divided the defunct empire of Alexander the Great, factions and fifth columns within the power structure of this country are fighting over the levers of control to determine its future. I think that is possibly the real deal. I think that is why we can have such uh, things as QAnon and all the things that are being spoken about in the circles of Q. And yet we have evidence to, to show that there is, yeah, there, there is some sort of a, a, a white hat countergroup fighting. But there's also evidence to show that the deep state is alive and well. So the only thing that is left for me to believe, and that's left for us to surmise, is that there is indeed that we are caught in a power struggle. Perhaps. Maybe. Because it is, a, it is, a, it is quite a show, folks, to say the least. It is quite a show. USA supplies and sells weapons to terrorists in Yemen under the cover of a NATO operation. That's what Bulgarian journalists find out. And how did the scheme of supporting rebels work? Yevgeny Pabodne, the head of the VGTKR Bureau in the Middle East and North Africa, kind of explains this whole entire thing. Tens of millions of dollars worth of weaponry for ISIS fighters. The Americans buy mortar rounds and rifles in Serbia and Bulgaria for the Afghan army. But this ammunition is eventually used by terrorists of the so-called Islamic State in Yemen. Just when we thought we were rid of ISIS, they pop up in Yemen. The story that compromised, that compromised, excuse me, Washington, surfaced thanks to the investigation by Delania Gatazenyevia. She's Bulgarian, a journalist who once again has shed light on the obscure business of the American intelligence agencies. The reporter got in her possession the documents that enabled her to follow the path of the mortar rounds from the ISIS cell in Yemen. And she traced it all the way back to the very production facilities. Among the investigative materials are standstills from an ISIS propaganda video featuring a Serbian-made 82mm shells. The labeling is well seen on the ammunition. M74HEKV lot 04 backslash 18. The first two letters mean that the shells were manufactured at the Krusk Weapons Factory in Serbia. The following digits 418 means that the ammunition is uh, Series 4 and was made in 2018. 
This lot number enables us to follow the path of the mines from Serbia to the terrorists in Yemen. And according to the papers of the shells that are shown in the terrorist video, they were purchased by the American company Alliant Tech Systems. A company that is entirely owned by ATK Orbital, which in turn is a shell company. It's a CIA shell company. That's all it is. That's all it is, folks. The investigation materials included the documents that prove that everything is there down to the contract numbers. It was over 100,000 pieces of ammunition that cost tens of millions of dollars. And the investigation makes it in the investigation materials make it clear as well that the final freighter of the Serbian cargo has changed several times. It was a in a warehouse in the state of Missouri. Look at that. Before it wound up in Afghanistan. Can you imagine that? And then through Afghanistan made its way to Syria and Yemen. Wonderful. Kind of like how ammunition stashes in Benghazi in Libya wound up in northern Syria. <gasps> how did that happen? And maybe, maybe Ambassador Stevens saw a little bit more than what he should have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, the reporter goes on to say that the fire, the freighter's address is a fake one. This is the freighter that's supposed to be delivering these shells. To deliver this weaponry batch, they hired an Azerbaijani air company, Silkway. <laughs> this transportation company is, in fact, often used to deliver weaponry manufactured at European plants to the world's hotspots on America's behalf. The aircraft has delivered weaponry to Baku, the Turkish Incirlik Air Base, which is used by Americans and to the United Arab Emirates. Now to give more details to the situation in Yemen itself, where these motor rounds from Serbia, folks, bought with the U.S. taxpayer money, they resurface. Oh, yes, they do. In Yemen, for those that have forgotten, there's a war going on there. Where pro-Saudi troops fighting the Houthi, who in turn are supported by Iran. Now, the Saudis are acting with proxies as well. They've hired mercs out of Africa, terrorist organizations from here and there in all four corners of the world to fight on their behalf because the Saudis are a bunch of lazy bastards. And the Americans, of course, <laughs> take the sides of the main regions, the ally. The main allies in those areas. And, of course, that happens to be ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Al-Nursa, Al-Kabab, Al-Baba Ganoush. Oh, yeah. The entire cadre of there. Mm -hmm. Before that in Syria, the weaponry that was sent by the American government to the so-called moderate armed opposition ended up in the hands of the ex-branch al-Qaeda in Syria. <gasps> Coincidence, I'm sure. In fact, the American mainstream media paid attention to this information. It could lead to serious internal scandal in the USA. You thought, you thought Epstein was just a bad thing? Oh my God, this is probably even worse. But see, this is the thing. It's like, we're involved in things, and all of us have a, a, a subconscious understanding of this, that there are some bad actors here. I mean, it's part of pop culture at this point that, you know, especially in the inner city, there's been plenty of hip-hop songs in the 90s that talked about the CIA running coke and, and crack into the, into the neighborhoods. Plenty. We all joked about the deep state. We all joked about the CIA, the cocaine import agency, we would call it. We all made fun of the fact that, hey, you know what? They are running drugs. They are running guns. 
But no one blinks an eye. No one does anything. And when you look at, for the average American, a case like Jeffrey Epstein, which has so many layers, which is so damn complex, which is, you know, they know at the core that this guy didn't simply commit suicide. They know at the core that this guy was a powerfully connected individual and that powerful people wanted him dead. And they hold that reality. Nobody with a straight face is going to look at me and tell me that Epstein just killed himself for the heck of it because he didn't want to face trial. No, we all of us know at a very conscious level that Epstein is part of something bigger. But what that bigger is, for most Americans, it's very hard to connect and unravel. But when you look at the supplying of weapons to terrorist organizations, folks, when Seymour Hirsch put out the Pentagon Papers, I thought it was going to be the coup de grace. I thought it was going to be the slam dunk, the nail on the coffin, that it would launch the investigations that would lead to actual justice. And nothing happened. And for the average American, the concept of arming terrorists is not a far reach because it's actually very transparent. If you follow the information, it's very clear. The documents, the bill of ladings, the invoices, the serial numbers, the contracts, the companies, the individuals, the organizations, none of it becomes hidden. Everything is in plain, plain daylight. And it's quite easy to connect the dots. It's quite easy to put two and two together. But nothing happens. Investigations like this are done all throughout the world and many intelligence and many NGOs internationally have shed light on the arms running of the United States. Nothing gets done. When will it end? When will it end? And you might begin to notice, who the hell's running the foreign policy? Have you seen who's running the foreign policy? You know, I was perusing uh, Russia Insider, great website, by the way. And I had to laugh. I had to laugh. The latest White House somewhat unexpected departure was that of ex-real estate lawyer Jason Greenblatt, who's been hanging around for over two years putting together the deal of the century for the Middle East. <laughs> the deal will reportedly end forever the possibility of any real Palestinian state, but has run into a problem because Israel does not want its hands tied in any way while the Saudis and friends are reluctant to come up with a cash to fund the arrangement. Back to square one. Though the administration has replaced Greenblatt with 30-year-old Avi Berkowitz, whose only qualification for the position is that he is a friend of the presidential son-in-law, Jared the Kush Kushner, whose most recent job at the White House considered 
consisted of managing daily logistics like getting coffee. The president nevertheless is still insisting that the peace plan will be revealed in all its glory after the Israeli election on September the 17th. Another administration notable who now appears to be waiting for the hook to come off, off stage and take him away is the National Security Advisor John Bolton. And it's about time, folks, that Bolton was fired. And we got too many neocons. So the neocons are being replaced by little nerdy, snotty kids. Nerdy, snotty kids. I think this is the only thing that's good. Uh, Trump tweeted out, I informed John Bolton last night that his services are no longer needed at the White House. I disagreed strongly with many of his suggestions, as did others in the administration. Therefore, I asked John for his resignation, which was given to me this morning. I thank you, John, very much for his service. I'll be naming a new National Security Advisor next week. Look at that. So the maniacal mustache has been laid to pasture. He's gone. Good riddance. So we see this tit for tat, this 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 confusion happening within the United States. And what does it mean and how does it play out? You know, the markets are, are up thinking that China's going to come, they're going to make some sweet deal with American agriculture. I hope, I hope it does. I hope the, we can get back to trade as usual. I hope we can uh, get things going again, so to speak. But what are the markets going to do? Because I'll tell you right now, domestically and internationally speaking, it is a cluster mess. A cluster mess. As to domestic policy, international policy, things that are going on. My God, the, the, the level of confusion and the fog of war is tremendous. It's tremendous. So the question becomes, what is the market going to do? The market's going to rally. It's going to continue to rally. It's going to continue to go up. And that's the whole thing, folks. That's the whole thing. And um, very interesting times will be ahead. It's going to be very interesting to see how things transpire come October. Uh, apart from that, we have uh, Apple releasing a brand new phone. Uh, but it looks like the same phone that you already have in your pocket. They're going to tell you that it's all brand new. There's going to be a slight tweak to the processor, maybe uh, some improvements to the camera. Uh, they're going to charge an arm and a leg and maybe even a kidney for this, and uh, they're, then they're wondering why nobody's buying it. So get ready for that. But apart from that, that's about it, folks. Not much else is going on in the world. Um, I'll have a better idea of the market towards the end of the week and where things will be going. Uh, with that being said, this is the Gorilla, and I'm out.